All right, all right, all right. Back again, you know, May. Arguably the best month. Cinco de Mayo, all that kind of Arriba! stuff. Chad, how you doing? How are the people doing? I'm good, man. I've been loving how much we've been doing this, and we've been putting out some good episodes, and people have been uh, giving us a lot of good responses, and I'm just excited to keep this going in the right direction. Well, and today, a special treat. We are doing this live and in the flesh the first time. Let's go. We're yeah. here. We, we are in the, uh, the the Letterman Megaplex. Yep. And uh, got all our dope sound equipment set up. We got our whole uh, engineering squad uh, production team in here. It's looking good. Yeah, you mean minions? Like I saw someone brought me a sparkling lacroix. Hey, where's my white claw? Um, <laughs> who do we have with us here today? Man, we have a special guest. Uh, she's uh, been uh, barking up our tree about being on the pod, and she was a little upset she was the first uh, one of the Letterman crew to be on it. But uh, she's here today. She's a deep, uh, close, good friend of ours, and she goes by the name of Cassie. Ochoa. Everyone give up a Cassie. What's up, everyone? Woo! So funny, Chad's giving me a hard time about kind of nagging him about being on the podcast, but now that I'm here, I'm feeling a little nervous. So. She is a little nervous, so uh, let the nerves down. That's not, that's not typical, but here I am. I don't know. I'm, I'm here with the Chad and the Orin from the Just Hold On podcast. Oh, now, man. you know, it's a little different when you put oh, it that way. I can already tell this is going to get spicy. We're not even going to need the icebreaker. <laughs> we could just, just go for it. Yeah. Um, so, Cassie, uh, how about you give the people a little bit of information on uh, maybe how you know us how you met us uh, okay yeah. cool so I um, actually obviously we're all in cannabis so how do I know Chad and Oren we are all co-workers we work in the same office together we're on the same team we have the same dream for our team so yep. we just kind of work together cohesively uh, every day for like the last year now so that would be how I know Chad and Oren and I feel like it's been a great opportunity I feel like I've you know gotten to know you guys quite quite a bit I mean Oren came in a little later but yep. still it's been good yeah we're on our uh, one year for anniversary uh, cast, I think. Right, one year for anniversary. What are, you, what are y'all gonna do to celebrate? I know, uh, you know, especially Cassie's big in partaking in the uh, the nightlife and or the eat life of uh, <laughs> of Orange County in L.A. Yeah, or, I mean, yeah, we can dive into what Cassie uh, did for the the Mastros. Uh, what was it? Uh, tailgate. Last I'm telling Ooh. you guys, Mastro. So obviously, with what's going on in the world, quarantine has really changed the way we do a lot of stuff. Of course. I am an avid, like I'm a foodie. I love to be out. I love to be. I live in Costa Mesa and you know Newport Beach area. Yep. There's a lot of really great food here, uh, beautiful views. We're on the coast. So I'm kind of really having a hard time with not being able to just go out and grab something to eat, grab a drink on a patio. Um, So I have been definitely finding ways to still do my favorite things. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) Yesterday, it was uh, my best friend's mom's birthday. We went to Mastro's and we tailgated. Um, It's like in Newport. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it. It's like on the coast. So you can watch the sunset over the ocean. Seafood tower. Yeah, exactly. You know, and they're just sitting out there. It's like it's kind of it brings two worlds together. Like a little, a little, you know, I don't want to say rednecky, but it's like tailgating. (laughs) I don't know what, yeah, exactly. Like tailgating is like football. So like bringing two worlds together, like upscale dining and, you know, tailgating out of the back of your car. Uh, All right, before we get too far into the food talk, because I'm sure that'll be a big portion of the I was going to, yeah, I was ready to right in. I know, she was going, she was going crazy. Um, No, but I want to, Papa, I want to get, what would, you guys, your one year friend anniversary, if you could be doing anything, we weren't locked down. Where would you guys be going? Man, we'd be doing something wild and ridiculous for sure. What would we be doing? We'd probably be at the club, maybe the strip club. You know, Maybe the def- probably definitely the strip club. Yeah. Dinner would probably dinner and drinks would turn into the strip club. But if I had steak bites and titties, you yeah. Know? If I could do anything, I would say we would be on a trip somewhere. That would be the best thing. Yeah, I think yeah. I, I, that's definitely something I want to talk about. Um, you know, post quarantine, where you want to travel to. But I think just to give the listenership um, a little more um, in depth detail, like you know, like 
how did you even get into the cannabis space? Like, you know, where did you, how did you get to where you are today? As, so as how a did prominent I, so woman how, in cannabis So how, how did I end up at Letterman with you guys? Yeah, yeah, saying? I want to know some of the backstory. I want to know. All right, like, cool. Your... So I have actually, this year is like my 10 year anniversary. I'm 29 turning 30, so I was 19. Uh, 10 year anniversary being in cannabis. And it was just like a fluke, to be honest. Like, you know, I, I smoked, but not, I wasn't like crazy heavy smoker, but I definitely smoked. I was in cosmetology school oh, and, wow. I, and yeah. And so I, that's when like dispensaries in uh, Orange County were really coming up. You know, Santa Ana in particular was like a freaking hot spot. You could come to Santa Ana and probably hit like 25 shops within like a one mile radius. And that's what everyone did. Everyone went to all the dispensaries, got the first time deals, you know, cause they hook you up. And so that was like the thing to do. And at the time, like I said, I was in school. So why not get a job at one of these places? I'm coming here. I, I could do this. All, all my jobs prior to that had been like retail, you know, I had like a key holder. You know, so I feel, I felt like I could do it easy. So that's what I did. I, I went to one, st- one store that had recently opened and I noticed that they had new people and I was like, yo, are you guys hiring? And the rest is history pretty much, you know, like that, that was it. I, I had started working there and from there it just evolved and from, you know, one location to another, managing them, opening multiple locations, managing multiple locations, and then eventually jumping into, you know, when licensing happened and, you know, became legal mm-hmm. or more uh, accepted and more licenses were released. And then I got into the license side of things here in Santa Ana, actually. And so and that's a kind of interesting topic that I feel like people who don't know a lot about the cannabis space, specifically in Southern California, may not understand is this whole like the concept of licensing. The fact that there's still kind of an ongoing fight going on between the licensed and unlicensed market. How, how does that all work for uh, the youth? I mean, it, man, just as far as how the it evolved into that. Or, yeah, I mean, whatever you'd like, like to attack it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so I definitely feel like I've been a part of the like uh, cannabis prohibition, which is still going on. It's very alive, especially Facts. here in you know California and other states that are not even legalized yet. But you know, before it, there was no license and unlicensed. It was just like cool, Prop Two Fifteen. You know, every everyone can operate, and this is how we. This is like what the what the rules are. You know, anyone could do it. So as things evolved, you started to hear about more things like uh, pre-ICO licensing and like LA I think that there that that goes way back so like LA was the only place where people had like a license license and then as time evolved um, you know it was probably like eight years into the industry and I'm like man like what's gonna happen like I've been doing this for eight years you know I've made a great a great living for myself doing this but like what is this going to evolve into i can't just do this forever right you know it's like kind of the gray area it's still taboo like i don't like you can't tell everyone this is what you do because people frown upon even now i feel like a lot of people frown upon the cannabis industry and but it's like we're a legit business we are we're just like everybody else we pay our taxes like so it's much more socially acceptable now than it was in the past so um that i think just that taboo aspect of it was really hard for me to accept like what was this where i was going to end up being long term you know, like, was this my future? Like, what am I going to do? And then as licensing really started happening and they started giving out, like, you know, th- them more freely, different cities and counties were accepting it. It was like, all right, cool. I'm going to evolve with this. And s- am I going to stay in this? Is this what I want to do? And then just by the grace of opportunities coming to me, I got the opportunity to do something licensed and I just evolved into where we are now. And I think that's cool to think about because I know for myself, uh, and I'm sure Orrin as well, it's when you kind of go into cannabis, you never expected yourself to be here. You know, like you kind of literally, yeah. Like, I agree. I'm sure you can attest. You know, you took this job and like you kind of maybe. Thought I it was didn't think that that was going to be my career. Like yeah. I, at 19, I didn't think that cannabis was going to be my career for yeah. sure. And, and I know I touched I on this previous too. Um, just kind of just being in the space. You'd like if you told yourself this when you were you know, 16 years old, 
you know, for the first time, you're like, yo, you're going to be working cannabis when you're 30 or whatever it it's is. It's hard to know? even picture because it's yeah. such a far cry like from how you spent, you know, your entire reality kind of hiding that. And even now you're still just weird. Everyone's weird about it at all times. Yeah. You know? yeah. A, it hasn't really settled in. And certainly not if you're outside of California, it's even, yeah. not even a stranger. You want to hear something really funny? So like at, at, in like junior high and like early high school, I was in all those groups like leadership and, you know, Dare to we keep had kids off drugs. literally, so we, we hosted an event that was like youth re- re- reducing the risk of drugs and violence violence or something like that and to think about how I evolved as someone that was like such an advocate of like no drugs and you know in that space when I was like you know a, t- a preteen I was like 13 yeah. 14 15 and then to like turn 19 and be in cannabis and then now here I am 30 in cannabis like established this is my career yeah. it's really crazy to think about you know like where you come from it's the government police state controlled by the one percent brainwashing you into as a youth <laughs> yeah. to, I'm just joking that's it no I mean I, I, I feel the same too like I used to you know go to my youth group I used to go to my you know things and I'd pledge to never you know do this stuff and you know as an adult oh, man. Like, i was like always a problem so i don't yeah. <laughs> or never <laughs> and have, and have fully or, reversed this yeah or was fucking partying since fucking birth books yeah. not in those <laughs> raging forever <laughs> that's crazy man um so like kind of touching on that obviously like with legality kind of being a thing um i guess you know a lot of people refer to it as a trap you know is it something do you do you prefer the life that you had when you were trapping back in the day or like do you prefer the legal side now? Like I know a lot of people this is a big debate, you know. Yeah, like, no, it like, definitely oh, I wish I stayed in the black market, like this whole recreational thing is a fucking joke with taxes and all that. Um, kind of give us some more context on that. You know, it is really hard to say. It's kinda like a double edged sword. Like I think I love where we are now and you know, in a completely legal market and like a safe space because that that is a lot of what you worry about, you know. Totally. It's like this is safe. We know that there is no, you know, what if or you know how long is this going to last um but the only downside that scares me about being in this place in the the legal space is that like what is the future like is you know once it becomes federally legal is it going to wash out smaller companies like us you know is it going to only be like they say like only huge huge companies are going to be able to afford to be here and because you know no one can compete with marble money Mm -hmm. so i think that that is probably the only scary thing about it um but i mean it's where i came up you know i came up in in the so-called trap if that's what you want to call it um but i mean that it was a really good experience doing that um i wouldn't say that i like it better than where i am now because i like knowing the certainty of like having a a job that is secure and not that my job wasn't always secure because i feel like i always did have a secure place with where i was but i just feel like it is feels really good to feel like okay i am you know established and no matter what i do whether i stay with letterman not that i ever want to leave but like i could take the skills i have and there is a market where i could take it other places yeah it's kind of interesting what you said about you know like the corporate money etc. I think one thing we've noticed you know we spent a lot of time valuing other companies in the space you know we look through mergers and acquisitions and looking at who's successful or not or looking at data and it's funny that like all this big money alcohol money you know in private equity has moved into the space and but a lot of the people that are just killing it and you look at you know like our our brand Corova or look at uh, Connected or Cookies or Alien Labs some of these people. All the people that are actually crushing it are like OGs or yeah. people that have, people like, have been in the industry. Yeah. 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 And it's funny, uh, you know, and these people think they can kind of come in with the money and just understand it and do it. And it just has not functioned like that. And, you know, uh, it's, it, uh, well, you it's can, kind of justifying in some way. Yeah. Yeah. And you can almost always tell, too, like if someone comes in that just had money and wanted to kind of dive into the cannabis space because they saw it booming overnight or saw their friends yes. doing it. And it's like, oh, the people, like you said, Orin, the people that really know how to navigate this this lane and the space that we're in are the people that have been doing it since fucking Jump Street, you know? Yeah. And people well, that it's were still crazy. It's yeah. still hard. You have to deal with, like, hey, you know, we still have. You can't bank. You know, there's yeah, all kinds of there's so still many giant challenges. So many that everyone else come from another industry means like what? I can't do any of these things that I'm used to. You know, uh, it's it, 
definitely makes it a unique set of challenges for people that have to be pretty pretty flexible with everything they and do. I definitely think it does go a long way to have like cannabis knowledge knowledge of like where, where cannabis has come from in this at least California M- maybe not across all states I'm sure everywhere it's different but I do feel like like you said people who have been in the industry are the ones who have found the most success because they know the industry and that's why I feel like a lot of these people big money you know we have met our own fair share of people who came from the alcohol the food the food industry and they have no idea like they, they just don't know what to expect they get here and it's like such an adjustment and it's kind of crazy to have like you know be me who's like this 29 year old female in the industry just getting into like the license side of things and meeting people who are like the ceos and you know the vp of sales and they're like in their late 40s having asking me like picking my brain on like cannabis and the the, where i came from and like you know they have so much different experience i mean i've just like i've been doing this for 10 years you know so they don't got the plug yeah i mean that's so it doesn't matter i would i would put my money on cassie over any of these people (laughs) any day um that's one thing i would definitely say like since i've been working with you for the last year it's definitely been an inspiration to kind of see like the way you navigate you know yourself amongst the people that you know do come in with the money and then you also carry yourself very well with people that are just you know every day consumers and you know um i would say you know like you said you've been touching on um you've managed a lot of shops back in the day you know you've done all of that stuff is there any been like sketchy situations or like you know times that you're like fuck like i don't know if i'm in this for the right reason or man i think that i've become desensitized to like what sketchy is if i'm being completely honest yeah i mean there's There's, like situations where you think like wow like why would you put yourself in that situation and it's like well we do it every day you know like (laughs) so 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 there's just but i mean i think i'm completely desensitized to like scary things and like even like going into this you know the pandemic and the world is shutting down yeah. like that I, I it only phased me so much i think it's phased me more now in the fact that it's affected my day-to-day versus like oh my god what's happening in the world yeah. but yeah i mean definitely lots of sketchy situations lots of getting robbed Fuck. lots of you know ugh, man lots of getting robbed for Not sure stuff we want to put on I record yeah but i was just curious you know because yeah. like i know that everyone out Here's there is listening to this that's been in the cannabis space or is you know dealt yeah. with situations like that has had yeah. their fair share of stuff where you know, even like back when I started, like I came into the game when it was already legalized, you know, when we started Letterman in Oregon and I would still be worried rolling around, you know, with like, you know, armored cars unnecessarily that, you know, carrying like, you know, pounds of weed on me and thousands of dollars of cash. And, uh, you know, I'm a bigger guy, but, you know, for the people that we do have that work with us, you know, maybe like smaller and they just like haven't dealt with things like that. It's Yeah. Even when you, even question. when you think about now, like when we're hiring delivery drivers or we're trying to launch delivery service through our retail, you know, like it just makes you think like, man, like we're putting this person in the car. Like how, <laughs> how street smart and savvy are you? Like, are like you looking Stacey's behind your shoulder? Yeah. Never lifted, you know? Like, yes. So it's, it's, it's interesting and it's definitely something else I want to touch on too is it's funny how we went from, you know, cannabis being so frowned upon and like the stigma that we're trying to break and now it's an essential business yeah and, you know, right that honestly that's, the that's something that like really blows my mind that like through all of this mm-hmm. like through all of the, 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 the struggle and the gray area and it's like by the way the world's shutting down but cannabis you guys are good you can still get you high. can stay open everybody still, everyone quote, unquote, get high Medicaid. yes exactly <laughs> everyone get high this is gonna pass really quickly they Three probably months just thought, later. hey, this will be a nice way to keep people at home. They're just yeah. going to get high and like post up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's all kind of implications. There's tax revenue. These guys yeah. have basically bet a lot of their political careers on enabling this and creating this industry and having it not fail. And then, yeah, and then there's the, you know, the, the lobbying angle. And then there's also the good old-fashioned, like, it helps is a uh, just like a pharmacy. Mm-hmm. There's a huge chunk of the people that come in, like our dispensaries every day, or are doing it for kind of medical reasons. I guess one of the things I didn't appreciate until we, you know, those that don't know, we kind of work 
in and above a dispensary and uh, but seeing what comes in there every day and just how many of those are medical patients or people oh. that really need it people or help who really it. rely on it even if it's not for a medical use people rely on it whether it is you know if it, it's the um uh, what is it called? It's their placebo, you know, for ma- ma- maybe they think they're doing more than they are, but I do feel like a lot of people with just anxiety or like stress, or they feel like this is their release. Maybe it's not like on paper medically they need it, but so many people rely on it for their day to day. Yeah. There's so many people that, you know, we could dive in this forever, like the whole medicinal side of the thing. And, you know, people literally use cannabis to sleep at night and to, you know, feel better and, you know, deal with yeah. pain. And, and I'm all for it, you know, like Western medicine to me, I think is total like, you know, ridiculous it's just, it's just pharmaceutical co- companies selling you a thing with yeah. potentially ulterior motives you know yeah they're just trying to everyone's going for the money so yeah anyway but um yeah you but know yeah. besides cannabis i know there's a few things that you're very passionate about cassie and food is one of them food is one of them and that's something that's why we get along so well yes absolutely and then of course uh fashion and you know or and i've touched on fashion a lot in this podcast so yes. far and he has his views you know he thinks that you know getting off fits right now is kind of uh, what would you say Orin? I think I heard the podcast where it's like everything. It's, we're going in the the direction of vintage. You yeah, know? honestly, if, 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 if you're, you're not if thrifting, you're flexing brand new expensive stuff right yeah. now, you're probably that's uh, that's the fuckboy move. Yeah, fuck but if uh, you know, but if you're upcycling, you know, if you're uh, getting the sustainable look going, you know, like you know, <laughs> yeah, you still got to get a fit off regardless. I'm not oh, saying you got to dress yeah. down. I'm, I'm all for yeah. getting fits off too because when I bring out the camera, I know Orin's ready to get a photo taken. Oh yeah, all, all times. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I look better on film. Really brings out my best light. Yeah, the contrast is great. I love when I walk into the office and you guys are just shooting each other. So you know, casual, casual. <laughs> just look casual. Just look casual. I, I love. I told. I told Chad this story. But I was at the beach once with my wife, and I was like, "Yo, let me get a fit pic." And she basically, uh, and she <laughs> goes right, and she goes, and she, uh, and she shoots a bunch of pictures, but they're like pointed down. And I was like, "Is she using the wide angle?" You know, I got the other iPhone, and then she hands it to me. It's a bunch of pics of my feet. And, uh, and she asked if, if I, she thought I asked if uh, if she could take a fit, uh, feet pic, which I thought was great because she didn't even ask a question. Like, yeah. no questions she asked. Just did oh, it, yeah, like, you yeah. want feet? Like, got you. Yeah. Like, Bay's got OnlyFans now. He's posting feet pics yeah. to get us through this pandemic. Like, I mean, right. Where it just takes to get the bag, babe? You know? Right. And, uh, feet pics it is. Let's go. So, yeah, what are your, what are your opinions on that, Cass? I know that you're still, uh, you know, constantly copping some fits, you know, on Fashion Nova. Fashion I am. Nova, I am. And, I'm, yo, and, like, I'm not I'm saying a firm that, believer. Stand your fucking ground. Yeah, I'm not saying that, that I do. Di- yeah, I'm not saying that I disagree, you know. I'm definitely into the vintage Warren look for my first certain days. But I'm very much also about, like, that's, that's the only way I'm getting through this, you guys. Okay? <laughs> Shop, Online shopping, shopping. I have so many carts open. And, like, just, like, every couple of days I'll pull triggers on a few things, you know. Yeah, what, and what's that's, in your cart, to be honest? Yeah, yeah. That's, like, I a just, we did it with Ann on that last or last episode or man like last two episodes. the items that are in the car are the ones that are like the more expensive items I'm gonna look like a total asshole uh, yeah, you, <laughs> because, you're living a prolific yeah, lifestyle you know? because uh, you so, so, bread, like, you earn it. the items that are in my car are the ones that I haven't bought yet and haven't yeah. convinced myself but like $900 Louis Vuitton sunglasses and like do I need them in white or do I need them in black like black white is gonna be make my outfit pop and I can't wear it as much but black is gonna go with everything True. so there, I mean that's in the car the Dior sneakers are in the car like I don't know Flex. I just Flex. bought uh, I got my Fashion Nova package landed today I, I went home earlier and just, trying to get out of here so let's go it yeah. <laughs> uh, but honestly I am I'm, I'm more about like I'm, I'm not spending crazy money on like designer brands all the time that's just like you know I like small pieces to accent my Fashion Nova fit you know is that so wrong no that's yeah. not wrong at all and like I think I can attest to that too to where it's Fashion like Nova I'm sponsor down to me. spend some <laughs> I'm down to spend bread like on like quality shoes you know like, yeah, I'm down to spend money on that, but like when it comes to like other things, I'm just like, man. Uh, Fashion Nova is the uh, that's the epitome of what's bad for like the environment and commerce. Their excess is like the extreme fast fashion. 
the cheapest stuff definitely yeah. being made. Every time you wear it, you H&M gotta really think joint. to yourself, man. How this many is being more made times am I gonna child. remember uh, this? Yeah. And so it's, <laughs> this was know. made by a small child. Wow, that is a really sad thought. But that's but that's fine. We can uh, yeah. we can share different opinions on you know on how yeah. the world works. And I think that's what's great about that. You know, for those that don't get to spend time with us every day, we all kind of bring something different to the table. And I think that's what I love about it is we can almost like talk shit about each other but yeah. like to each other because you know it's at the end of the day it's all love and it's all fucking you know and we're and everyone's in that's like the biggest thing that i feel like is that everyone's just entitled to like feel how they want think what they want well now you can literally put themselves do... in their bubble just with other people that yeah that, like think like them or be like them and it's way more much more fun when you can look at your friends and be like you know i wouldn't wear that or i wouldn't do that or i right. you know I, I don't respect that but you can still hang is like that's how it always should be and uh, now it seems like you only get that with people you have a long history with yeah. you just segment in the tribes and I don't like that like all. you know when Orin wears uh, his Aladdin pants to the office yeah. I tell myself like maybe I wouldn't wear Aladdin pants yeah. but Orin pulls them off really well yeah. just, we, we, look we all, we all we're all on what is it uh, we're on different waves but yeah. still building yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah that's a shout good one to, shout out the wave puns again you know bring it back <laughs> to the light club so yeah. um so, so, you know, with that, you know, fits, um, the other thing that we love is obviously food and, you know, you kind of dove into it a little bit in the beginning, but I've been wanting to ask you this question since I knew that you're going to be on it. So like, what is, what is your, like, if you were on death row and you had to eat the same like genre of food, so, you know, whether it be Mexican, Asian, like for, you know, your last man, meals, that's tough. And it's tough. I know it's tough. It's, it's tough, tough because that... like, I love Asian food, but not maybe enough to like have it be my last meal for the rest of my life while I'm on yeah, death row. Like, you know, so I think Mexican, but right. I love Asian food. I love like very, I just don't like, um, I love variations of Asian food. Sushi is like a little weird for me. It's like, a, there's a fine line of like what sushi I like, but otherwise like other Asian food I love. Yeah. Um, but I would say that it would have to be Mexican food and that's not easy for me to say, but I love me some enchiladas and rice and beans, yeah. tacos, burritos, what about you, Chad? all of it. Yo, I, I'm, I'm the same boat, you know, I, I just, you know, growing up, like a lot of people don't know, but I, you know, have Hispanic descent and you know, my middle name is Manuel. <laughs> okay. Lujan. Yeah. Chad named Manuel Lujan for those that don't know through my government name out there. Um, but you know, it's just like, I think the best thing about Hispanic or Mexican food is that it's literally like four things, you know, like your protein, beans, rice, and cheese, you know, yep. it's just and you can do so many that. things yeah, with it, so many things, you know, whether you're <laughs> tacoing up, Echelada, burrito, taco, yeah. gordita, torta, Taquito. fucking go, yeah, man, and, it, and it's like, and I'm sure you can attest to this too, there's multiple nights where I'm like, yo, like, do I feel bad about the fact that I had a breakfast burrito, maybe a taco for lunch, and I'm going to bust out a tostada for dinner no i don't yeah. feel bad yeah, you, you'd be you right know. at home in texas where that is completely acceptable every meal of the day tex-mex see that's a different ballpark yeah. i've never had tex-mex well, I don't think. just texas in general it's just oh, yeah. like breakfast tacos like all day yeah. lunch yeah. great mexican to dinner tex-mex you know uh, let's go fuck. all day now what about you Orin? that's my main question you're more of like you know that you know clean yeah, we're going I'll, I'll go to japanese for the last meal if i get all Ooh. points like, yo let me get that wagyu beef cooked real nice you know what i mean let me get that uh can i get some can i get some raw get some tuna can we get some sashimi i mean no rice uh so straight sushi like let's yeah He's going you, all you day. You guys see the, the, the intensity in Oren's facial expression when he's talking about... <laughs> At all know, times. Right. We're talking it. about the last meal, but oh, man, there's plenty of good. I could go Thai right right next to it. You know? Right. Thai is love, good, I too. I love some good Thai I food. like the good Thai uh, food. Something about the flavors in that. The, uh, I just, you know... I, I've never got, gotten my palate up to like really appreciate like high-end French cuisine or nothing. Yeah. I, you know, I'm like, yeah. Even like Italian food. I, I like, used to like Italian food a lot, but that's just like so yeah. not my not what I want yeah, on a day to day. It's a post-carb world. Yeah. You know, we got it. You can't. Right. No Italian. Did you say Italian's a favorite food. You know I mean? Yeah. Suspect. Yeah. That's an interesting. Yeah. I'm always concerned when people are like, yeah, it's pasta. Like, yeah. Let's go. I'm like, all right, fine. 
I always find that funny too now you know like carbs aren't necessarily as good for you and everyone's so conscious of it but like I remember like high school basketball it's like you better eat that plate of yeah. pasta for you out there at the court bro <laughs> <laughs> you want to see you bring some fucking energy yeah. you better crush that Dude, fucking mozzarella the stick the last <laughs> thing that I have after eating a plate of pasta is energy okay so oh, if you want no. me to eat a plate of pasta and play a basketball game we're you sadly know, mistaken all the fresh parmesan on that shit so it's like I mean she's yeah. bobbed down <laughs> So talking about food, leaning into, you know, like this makes me think about traveling, you know, because the one thing that, you know, you do when you travel is you eat, right? You know, it's basically killing time between meals and, you know, seeing things. And I know that you're itching to get back out in the world. And I I, I can attest this too. You know, Oren's done a fair share of traveling for his line of work back in the day. And, you know, we were all pretty well versed on the travel life. Um, what's your like prime location that you're going going to when you can fucking? Well, I really wanted to go to Thailand this year. Like that was my goal was to go to Thailand. But you know, with everything going on, the obvious things in like the Asian countries and everywhere else, so I don't know. I don't know if Thailand's going to be realistic this year just for like travel restrictions. But I would love to. I've been to Costa Rica before. I would love to go back there. But I mean, if I could go anywhere, it would be like Thailand. You know, that that would be really cool to go experience that. I haven't. I've never traveled anywhere that far, and that was like my goal. So that would be the idea place if not i'm going anywhere as soon as it opens like hawaii costa rica mexico probably not montana i need to be like you know for those listening uh cassie went to montana for uh jake's birthday yeah for jake's birthday we went i was so concerned because you know if you know cassie i was like yo i don't see this girl thriving really well in negative 10 degree weather on snowmobiles and you know yes (laughs) anywhere that i want to go is needs to be like sandy beach you know i need to be by the water I want to be under the sun with a drink in my hand, yeah, no shoes on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not, not Montana, yeah, yeah. Not Wyoming. Oh, Santorini would be good too. Greece would be another another destination for sure. I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to think about this too much because that was one of the destinations I was supposed to be at right now. I was literally wow, supposed to be in yeah. Europe. Um, shout out to my team. I was supposed to go with my girl and our other couple friend, but uh, you know we're gonna make it there. And I think it's obviously smart that we're not there and not trying to travel during where's, where, where's your first place post quarantine where I'm, is, where is, I'm is going it, is it there so, man it's like that's the thing is I was trying to go to Europe I've been trying to go to Europe since I was you know 22 or something like that and I've never got to be like anywhere in those you know countries so I've just heard so many good things and I feel like if I go over there and like the, the travelability of like you know you can jump all over over there right like you can test like yeah, hop, train, hop on the train you can drive quick, that through yeah you're... cheap plane flights um, where? I would definitely I mean I want to go to Paris I want to go to like you know all those stops you know London um, just like not, like that might, yeah that'd be cool I'm sure I would love to go there but that's like down the list for me like for sure Thailand Santorini uh, yeah. anywhere uh, Ibiza any kind of <laughs> island with water that's what's nice about Europe too is you can bounce from the like I remember we were in Paris and we went down to the south of France. Uh, uh, to uh, Buritz, which is like a surf town down there where they hold like the world surf championships. Oh, so, wow. oh cool, I can just pop from like, because Paris is crazy. It's like, yeah. it's uh, it's hard it's hard to even like properly describe. It's like New York with all this, you know, culture and thing behind it. Then you can bounce down to the beach in a couple of hours and you can yeah. pop right over to Greece. Oh man. Yeah. See, that just seems like, you know, just so tight. Just being able to like, just be a, in diff- like different countries. Yeah. At, like, like, a, like a cheap ass flight from Paris to like somewhere that's close by and still like super popping and different and new and yeah. and there's like a lot in you know, if you stretch a little bit longer there's all kinds of uh yeah you can get all around the world from you know from within that region damn thailand yeah all day i had a friend that just got married in thailand and it looked fucking sick. yeah i think i have um these, yeah. some people that i know got married in bali and that looked beautiful too it's like all the same right we were trying to get that out before we had a kid but yeah, you know, didn't uh, that didn't happen that's one of the, that's one of the places 
Where'd you and Marty get married? We got married in Miami, and then we went to Mexico for our honeymoon. We were still okay, Miami. We, what do you? Yeah, we were, you guys we at eleven that then. night, like yeah. throwing dollar bills. No, we were, we were. We had uh, the Sagamore Hotels, like the Art Hotel down there. I mean, the DJs and all that was popping. There's like after parties our friends went to. Some one of the, oh. our guests was, was DJing uh, down the way, and another one was popping bottles. We we had a lit. We were still like deep in the club culture when we got married, yeah. and like so, so that's it, why it was, Miami was, was a lit. choice. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I wish we were closer back then when you got married. I would have loved to be a part. It was it was ten out of ten. Yeah. I don't even know where I'd want to get married. Because we designed it as if it was like a nightlife experience. It wasn't like a... It wasn't like, it's not a, like a, your standard, like... It wasn't an <laughs> yeah. intimate showing of our love. It was everyone come be here with us. Yeah, let's a, celebrate. A lot and of arguments the DJ lineup. Club. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of inappropriate music for children being played and big question marks in people's faces. Yeah. Wow. I think that's how my wedding's going to be. And I know my mom's probably going to be pissed when she hears this. But I want like minimal adults that are like, you know, past the age of 40... Oh Man. my god! The adults just, got turned too. Yeah, but uh, yeah, everyone but was I, late. You better show up to my wedding ready to ready fucking to go. go in. I mean, I, I expect are. nothing less. Yeah, you right? know. I'm sure you're gonna do the same thing. Oh yeah, definitely. I think that I think that's part of like the largest part of the uh, excitement of like ma- when I get married one day is like I just want to have a fat party I'm yeah. like and I'm all about entertaining like I love like having my friends over yeah. I want everyone to eat and like be happy and just everyone have a drink in their hand like that is me like anything that I want to do I want all my friends there and I yeah. want everyone to be having a good time you know what do you need let me get it we, we need bigger cribs out here in Orange yeah, County yeah come have, on have the entertaining space you know that's like, all yeah. I want to do is entertain and like Home with a pool. That's yeah. it. We went over to Cassie's for dinner on Friday, and yo, she whipped up the fucking uh, what was it, the crab wagoon? Oh yeah, the <laughs> oh the my. cream cheese wontons. Yeah, and then yeah. She had a Chinese chicken salad. Yeah, so and, good. I'm uh, on my Chrissy Teigen. Call me, call me Cassie Teigen. Yeah, I was, <laughs> yo, I was blown away. Obviously, I was super high when I got there because she has like the bong set up. That she has the dab rig. You know, you you walking in, you're getting stoned. So. I always um, think it's funny too. It's like you, people. A lot of people don't expect that from me. I know. You know I then like, here I am. Take you want a dab? Let me heat it up for you. <laughs> you, know? you. You can flip back and forth from the fashion over to the pantsuit real fast. Yeah, you know right. I mean? like you, would, you wouldn't know. Cozy game. We got outfits for every day of the week. Don't worry. Yeah. No, I appreciate that too. Um, yeah. No, and I think that's great that you're very uh, accommodating and like you always want your friends to have a good time like you because that's kind of how I am the same way. Definitely. Like, you guys need the white claw or like five. You got me? <laughs> right. I think you, you friends like those. Yeah. yeah, you came with two bottles of wine, the pub beer, the seltzers. Yup, yep, <laughs> yeah. come proper. Full drinks. Shout out to Ten Barrel, shout out to White Paw. Um, it's easier when you got sponsors, you know what I mean? <laughs> right, for real. He's like, he's like, I have way too many in my house. I'm going to bring some over. <laughs> plug all these people now. Um, uh, my, my last little note here that I wanted to touch on before we can dive into some, you know, any other crazy topics that I'm sure Oren's been uh, cooking up over there in his American. brain. But uh, I want to know honestly. Oh man, what do, you, what do you think of us? You know, you get to work oh, with us every day. Oh. Um, you know, you can just kind of if you want to give the people. I mean, you want know. the honest truth? They're like the <laughs> yeah, truth. This, no, this I'm podcast just kidding. is honest, yo. Like I did the same thing when we had Dusty on the pod. I was like, you know, what did you think of actually, you know, hanging out with your boy back in the day? But uh, you know, you don't have to answer that. But you know. no, I'll definitely answer it. I think this is kind of a good way to tie into like a subject that I kind of wanted to touch base on, like just talking about cannabis. Like cannabis has allowed me to meet so many people True. that I have like just like built these great relationships with. I've lost a lot of people too, but that's not to say that I haven't gained a lot of people. Um, so I think that the biggest thing that out of this industry, and like I'm passionate about cannabis and I'm passionate about like what I do, but more passionate about like people and like getting to be around people and learn from them. You know, like being in the industry for as long as I have like a lot of what I learned was just from being around people you know like I was 19 this is all I've known and like all the skills that I have have come just from like developing them and being around other people and like listening to them and watching them and that's kind of where this ties in is that like I really do value like being around you guys every day like Orin super inspirational 
beast like does 800 things a day at one time makes me aspire to like be more organized (laughs) like i definitely need to get like an adderall prescription to like be on that level so i just need to like be more organized and that you he inspires me so that i think or i definitely feel very inspired by you and chad is like like me too like he you know one thing something that you have said before in the past i feel like you and i like align on is that like you're for the people like you know you're about people making them feel good the relationships i think that i'm the same way I, i really love to like be around people and build them up and put them on and put people's in put people in positions to succeed that's like my my like little tagline like i love to put people in positions to succeed and i yeah i feel like that's like you know i I think that we have a really good harmony just in the office with with you know everyone being so cool and us kind of having common things that we can um relate to so what what's the we got the good out of the way yeah what's the most hated things about uh man sometimes as chad i gotta be on him like what are you actually doing (laughs) sometimes i'm like chad like no like really like what are you actually doing like let's do this well, um, damn, I, I would say I definitely, for, need, I definitely need that Adderall subscription as well. Subscription, prescription as well. But, yeah. yeah, I would love an Adderall subscription. <laughs> by the way, uh, no, and it's like you know I lose focus because I think something that I would say about you too is like we have so much fun when we're all around each other. Yeah. So it's like yeah. when it comes down to like getting shit done, like we obviously we do have to it, like refocus. We also like it. Yeah, we also like to, you know spend thirty minutes deciding what we're gonna have for lunch. Yeah, you, you know, know? <laughs> like we're hitting the Postmates app real hard. You know, um, Cassie and I definitely. <laughs> and Man, we be- have talked about this of like how much money we've spent in Postmates oh. collectively the last year. It's bad, you guys. I had to show up on like my mint or something like that. Like the first month I was here, and I was like, nah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's been a few I, times I where I've like popped in Orin's yeah. office. I'm like, hey, we're uh, we're ordering like Chipotle. You want something? You're like, yeah, yeah run it up. <laughs> um, but Orin, the thing that bothers me the most is the pacing. I'm sorry. You know, oh my God. but there's nothing I could do about it. But it's just like when we're in the office and he starts pacing and he's like hits the the, the whole roundabout of the office like three times. I'm like, all right, you know, are you on the phone? Because he's quiet with the AirPods. You know, like, are you talking to someone? Are you just like yeah, just frustrated? Yeah. yeah, like, and you don't want to ask because it's like, is everything okay? No, we're good. And, and, yeah, dude, and dude can multitask. Like, homie will be on a fucking literally call having a full blown conversation, laptop, having like a Slack conversation muting his call to chime in for someone that has a question in our CX from the other room by the way yeah we're doing that Wednesday (laughs) yeah so it's definitely a a double-edged sword for sure I gotta stop with the nervous energy I know it's a problem but it's just like I know the way to get it out I'm not gonna like go do 30 push-ups in the the the, the promo room and come back I'm good I'm good with the pacing now but you have to just get adjusted to like you know the pacing I remember the first time like when Oren like came and started working with us you know he would do the laps outside you know I'd see him like three blocks away I'm like pulling up to get some lunch and he's down by the -the jack-in-the-box you know on a call. Put, yeah. Put Down by the jack yeah. of the box. I'm like, I'm like, dog, the office is three blocks that way. He's like, yeah, man, I'm just on this call. You know, I didn't really. <laughs> yeah, you, you guys are young. You know, you, gotta, you get older, you got to really put the steps in, plus workout, plus diet, and it's still not going to keep it together. You're still going to be a mess. You know? I'm working uh, on it, man. Definitely trying to work on it. Man, I'm, I'm hitting 30. I'm like, I gotta figure this out. Like, you know, I'm oh, not man. gonna look. I'm not gonna look like this forever. And like, 30's you know? all right. And 30, 31. You're, you're 30. You're like, oh, this isn't that bad. And then 31. You're like, all right. And then 32. You're just That's straight it. downhill slope. I just turned 32. I don't, don't want to be having to get body modifications and I know Cassie's all in on that shit. I am very much for being happy and if that means going and get, get having a little nip and tuck here and there, yeah. do it. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm all for, I think, who was it? Uh, who's that chick? The, the real Ari sister? What's her name? I'm not sure who that is. She's like someone famous on social media, but she po- <laughs> she posted the other or the real Kyle, Kyle sister. I forget her real name, uh, but she posted. She's like, it's 2020, sis. If you want to buy that body, buy that body. Yeah. You know, nobody is stopping you but you. Going back to you know what yeah. you said, like whatever makes you happy, and like yeah, I'm all for that's that really too. what it is. I'm, obviously, I'm for like being healthy and not like you know just like 
Stay doing in the gym, that. You're doing your thing. Yeah, but I'm just, I think that if you want to like get your boobs done, you want to get your body done, you want to get your nose done, do it. You want lip fillers, do it. Like, I'm all for supporting people for what they want. Yeah, if, they, if it makes them feel good about themselves and it yeah. helps people function in their kind of environment. Then, yeah, so. I'm not, I'm never going to be that hater girl that's like, mm, like this person did this or that. Like, I'm all for just <laughs> doing what you want, you know? Yeah, fucking A. No mean girls. That's like my no. biggest pet peeve. Bring me back to only, the Peloton. Only positivity only. Yeah. 2020. You get that Peloton. Exactly. But yes, <laughs> Chad, hopefully you don't get body modifications, you know? Yeah. The only body modification I need is like, you know, big tummy tuck. Damn. <laughs> That's a serious surgery too. Yeah. That's got like that. serious downtime to it. It's kind of. I need to like embrace the big boy life, but just slim it down. Get a little leaner, you know? What uh, all, I, for all winter, uh, Chad and I, <laughs> Chad and I had no remorse. Like leading up Damn. from like fall into winter, just like eating whatever didn't matter. Ordering Postmates two times a day no, doesn't matter. <laughs> and then it got to be winter, and we're like, man, like you know, we're kind of really feeling the effects of this. So all winter was we were thick for winter. Thick for winter. And then it got to be quickly got to be spring, and we're like, shit, like you know, winter's Swimsuit over. It's, yeah, but it's like the half spring. You're still at home. Yeah, and more. It's exactly. like you can't get and into, this yeah. quarantine ain't helping for sure. Oh you know? yeah, like, you, know, you, you tell feel me. the most comfort, and we've talked about this before too. But like, you know, you want to eat good, smoke good, drink good. But I'm literally trying to buy an elliptical and put it in our office because that's how I'm like, man, I cannot, I can't go into quarantine, be done and not be prepared. Like, you know, right. what are we going to do? Yep. We've got to work CrossFit of the day. Every, every sales meeting, you just kind of, you do a couple sets. Right. Yeah, squats and burpees. We have like the jump rope and the bands on the wall. Everyone's got to hit some jump ropes and ba- banded workouts before we do it. We haven't enforced the, like, if you don't hit your personal call goal or whatever it is, you have to do pushups yet, but like it could come. I'm into that. Okay. I used it to make people do that at their late meetings, you know, 10 pushups. That's why I'm never late to meetings. Well, my my brother push-ups. runs all. He, he's, he has four kids. And he runs them completely off like a push-up system. Wow. Like, little grocery store. He's like. Actually, 20. I knew these people. Uh, they were their kids played baseball with my brother, and they had these two twin sons, and they like had them in every sport and like really ran them like that. And like they got in trouble for like fucking around one day on the way home from school, and the the dad made them have bricks in their backpack. They used to walk to school. Yeah, yeah. Used to make them carry bricks in there because it was like on the way home from school they were like messing around and running away from the sister, the older sister, and so they got in trouble and had to carry. Right. Try run away now. Yeah, boy. exactly. Literally, I was like, oh my gosh, like, that's this so is crazy. A cinder block? <laughs> yeah. <Is that> a <laughs> Bible. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, a full blown brick. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That 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 parenting. That just makes me think about the fact that we don't have kids at a cast, and I know yeah, Orin does. Yeah, right. I'm just, how, how has that been during this quarantine, Orrin? I mean, like... We've had it pretty easy because his school was only closed for like a week or two. While that was closed, it was complete anarchy. And I, I feel for my wife. <laughs> no, you had the dog here because like you didn't want to leave your wife with the dog and the kid. Yeah, it's just, uh, you know... And, and he, I mean, he doesn't even really know much is happening. But uh, it's just like all the activities and everything are shut down. But that's good. Like, look, the more time you spend with your kids, like all that dedicated time and you're not just running around and you have like solid 12-hour blocks or weeks where you spend more time than anything else, you see them like make leaps and bounds of, of adjustments and stuff. So it's like, it's only, it's only positive, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there's so many things that happen as like a dad or like a parent in general, like where you're like, fuck, like this is so stressful. But then there's also those times where you're like, God, like this is the fucking If, if we have more ever. than one, having one in this is like a manageable thing. If you have two in this quarantine or two and they can't go to school and you can't do any activities, it would be crazy. Because like one, it's like he tags along, you the thing, one of you can manage him, the other person can rest. Yeah. And like it said, uh, but if you got two, you're, you know, it's, it's like when you have two, do they entertain them, each other though? At some point, but yeah. mostly they'll probably just be like 
I don't know if you guys have siblings, but like, oh, man. you'd be hitting on each other, a bit of problem. Man, you know, my, yeah. my poor sister, what, I'm one of eight. I'm the second Holy oldest shit. of eight. And it's actually funny, like, me and my older <laughs> so our sister, who's immediately younger than us, like, she got, like, the short end of the stick. Like, she got stitches, she got staples in her head. Like, and it was always, I always felt like it was, like, me and one of them ganging up on the other one. Not, like, they were never ganging up on me. It was always, like, me and one of the other sisters. Are you the one of the older ones? Or? I'm the second oldest, yes. So, so like, too. yeah. Yeah, so a lot of the, uh, like, my younger siblings, we didn't, like, grow up together. Um, so I'm, my oldest sister is 32, and my youngest sister is 10. She's the youngest of all of us. So is it, like, prison rules? Like, the youngest one has to take down the oldest one to yeah. get respect or whatever? <laughs> Show their worth? No. And then and it's just, like, you know, like, being probably in, like, my early 20s and, like, having my brothers who actually were, like, really hampered when they were, like, you know, 10, 11, 12, and, like, trying to discipline them or get them to respect me was, like, the hardest thing in the world. Like, don't talk to me like that. Like, I'm, I'm old. I'm so much older. Like, don't. Treat me like that. That cool. explains why you're so good with uh, with uh, the sales children. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to sales children if they listen to this. Yeah, yeah, right. No, and I think that's also, you know, like growing up and having that many siblings, it kind of like molds you to be the type of yeah. person you are because, you know, I'm one of four boys. So like growing up with all boys, you know, it's a different dynamic. So I'm not sure how it is, you know. Like oh man, it was crazy. I also think it's kind of why I'm so independent. It was like, I was like ready to be out of my house. I was like, I was probably, I, I don't want to say I was the worst child. Cause like I wasn't on drugs and like on the streets, like doing hoe things when I was a kid, you know. Do you have brothers and sisters doing that? No, none of us are. <laughs> I no, like, but I'm saying like I was the worst one, yeah. but I wasn't doing those things. Cause like now I look at my sister just turned 18. We had like a little family party for her on Saturday. And like when I turned 18, my mom let us have a party at the house. All my yeah. friends came over. We got drunk smoking weed on the side of the house you know and my sister's 18 and she's like mom is it okay if we walk to the orange circle and I'm just like oh my god like things are so crazy different you know <laughs> and I'm just like it's, it's just it's so it's such a parallel universe you know of like what what really how things were um but I think that is why I'm so independent because like my whole life I was like man I cannot wait to like just move out like I was always like this is like you know living with so many people having so many siblings I was always like I can't wait to move out I can't and then like as soon as I turned 18 I literally moved out and I have never lived at home since maybe like for three months in that time i think it's more of like the times too like kids growing up nowadays i feel like are like a lot softer maybe yeah than like you know back in the day my mom was also extremely religious now which she wasn't before so that definitely has something oh, to do with found, it i think she found jesus Makes sense. yes mormonism yeah. mormonism oh mormonism hey it actually makes a lot of people really happy yeah we're not gonna dive into religion yeah no not at all but she, yeah she, she's super happy with it hey, you know back I'm to a fan being of mormonism. happy yeah. Yeah. yeah back to being happy Exactly. Warren, are you looking forward to uh, having an 18th birthday for Kingston? Oh, yeah. All right. Well, I mean, yeah, he's going to be, uh, uh, yeah, I think that'll be a, a very, also a very calm 18th birthday, judging by his current personality. So Dude, just, we, have very, re- we have a very nerdy child that we appreciate very much. Bro, Aww. I think it's great. I mean, I was really nerdy too. Keep that, that in mind. I was extremely nerdy. <laughs> Yo, nerdy's great. I mean, nerdy's like, I'm nerdy's like the new sexy. I'm, I'm, I much prefer that. But, uh, but you see the soft thing too, like around like, even just in little things, we always like don't let him run around barefoot or that he likes to you know participate in like, when I'm working out, he's trying to work out, that kind of like, yeah. just even just, He's into shoes now? Yeah, you know, and we always, and we, you know, we run him, we walk him mm. for miles, we do the other, like, you know, you, you try like, and people just really don't want their kids, like their kids' feet want to be in the sand, or they don't actually, they're so careful about them, and you're just like, you don't want to judge the way other people raise their kids or parent, but you're just like, man, like you can understand why so many of these kids are so particular about things, you know? Yeah. No, and the kids that you let like do those things when they're young, and like instead of sheltering them and like, you know, guarding them from the outside world, are the kids that grow up to like, you know, conquer the world and do yeah. some shit. I think instead that, of being like, uh, can I do this? Like no. having a kid is the scariest probably and most exciting thing at the same time, because it's like you're literally molding somebody into like who they're 
they're going to be and giving them the skills they need to get through life. So like as someone who doesn't have, yeah, who doesn't have kids, I'm like, man, like that is terrifying. Like, you know, and I think that's why it's like, I'm grateful that I am as old as I am and I don't have kids. Cause it's like, I see like my brother, he has two, two boys under two and he's 22, you know? And it's like, man, like. I would just love to be in a place like I wouldn't I wouldn't want to be in a place where it's like there's so much uncertainty and like un- instability you know whereas I'm not saying that they're not great parents but I just feel like now being older and seeing that it's like everything that you do is like your affects your child yeah, how you are with them affects your child like you're basically making them the person that they are which seems really exciting at the same time but also but terrifying. if you're in a hard place it's hard and, and yeah. you're also preparing them for a world and I look at like what's the world gonna be like in 18 years yeah. like the world now is, com- is crazy compared to when I was whatever his age was and then now it seems like it's only heading in a weirder directions you have to like prepare them for something that is likely going to be really hard yeah so it's not just the pressure of like are they a good person or am i, yeah, am I giving them enough love but it's like oh, i gotta prepare you for this really complex world out there yeah. and then you want to shelter them and help them from everything it's yeah and then a lot to think about and that's and that's tough too because like i was always a person like growing up when i was younger and like you know dating girls i'm like i never want to have kids like blah, blah blah and like i've slowly grown like obviously now that i'm an adult and like more you know know what i want to do with my life i'm like yo i can't wait to have kids but then it's like you think about the way the world is now you're like fuck do i want to raise kids and like this craziness and like you know all this stuff and it's like obviously you're having to do that like cast like are you looking forward to having kids and like yeah no that? i definitely am looking forward to have kids in the future you know and like i said because i mean obviously with how, what's going on right now in particular it does make it pretty scary because like you know then there's like vaccinations and all those crazy yeah. things that like are up in the air right now you don't know about but i think that i am definitely looking forward to it i think it's going to be an amazing experience when the time comes i'm not in a rush now no rush. but like just yeah just thinking about like it's even just crazy like being an older sibling and seeing my younger siblings like go through things that I went through like I remember being a teenage girl and like that was really hard like having emotions and like not knowing how to deal with them and I'm like I would consider myself a simp like I'm a super emotional person you know um but I, I mean I think that like in my in my personal life you know but I just feel like like seeing her go through being like a teenage girl my mom like talking to me about it and like seeing her I'm like man like I know exactly what she's going through and it's like just crazy to think about being there for someone you know through those things you and like helping them get through it and like helping them navigate that instead of just leaving them to figure it out for sure on that note you know, i feel like, like i might just, adopt i don't know <laughs> that's not a bad idea but on that note you know shout out to all the moms who just uh, had mother's day this yeah past happy weekend. mother's day so to everyone you guys are really out listening. here doing it yeah, we'll do a special father's day pod when it comes on all the dads yeah <laughs> we should bring some dads yeah. on the pod dude bring some dad party dad pods yeah. well snap uh i mean you know tell the people you know uh, what you're up to you know if there's anything you want to plug you know if there's any you know shout outs or brands you want to like you know Give love to, you know. If you want to follow her on Instagram, you know, give give the the handle. Right, (laughs) at Casalita. At Casalita. My, I haven't changed that handle in years. I love it. Any other plugs? You know, side side businesses, sponsors. Man, not that I can think off the top of my head at this moment, but (laughs) if I do, I'll definitely let you guys know. Yeah, we we can pop those back in. Yeah, leave the voice note. We'll do it. Do it. Just just add it at the end. Yeah, Yeah. and then uh, I think our next guest should definitely be Lola. Oh For yeah. Those that don't follow us on Instagram, Lola is. Uh, I mean, I should have touched bases on them. We're talking about being a parent. Like Lola, literally, is like my child. Yeah. And she's like the best dog in the world. She's like a little baby, but doesn't actually talk or like get bigger, so it's perfect. We should we should uh, impose like Lola's face on the pod for this one. You know? Perfect. Yeah. Like the Lola. No Lola problem. I, all I think dogs are uh, great for metrics. Great for happiness. Keep, yeah. Everyone loves a Frenchie. Amen. Yeah, you've been making me want to get a damn Frenchie. I keep trying to encourage him to get a Frenchie. I'm yeah. telling you. Mac, don't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> she wants a corgi. Father's Day, get, get, you know, get the uh, 
get the Frenchie. That's a whole other episode, my guy. <laughs> well, Cass, hey, I just want to say that I appreciate you coming on, and um, I'm, I'm sorry you weren't, you know, the, no, the it's first fine. one to be on. But, I'm um, grateful to be here. I appreciate you guys having me. Oh, fuck yeah. We love you to death, and we're, we're grateful to have you around, and uh, yeah. Cool. Thanks, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.